Welcome to another episode of the Dark Rhino Security Podcast. This week, I sit down with our project manager to discuss Lean Six Sigma and some ways that that can be applied within cybersecurity. All right. Jordan Graham sits down with me today. He is our project manager here at Dark Rhino. Jordan, how goes it? It's going good, man. Glad to be on here with you. Finally. I know, yes. We've been trying to... Your uh, first time on the podcast. You yeah. did some. You did the very first tester podcast with me, but that one didn't get released. <laughs> yeah, we did the first one together. We had some fun with that one, and uh, glad to finally be on here with yeah, you. Yeah, good times. So, okay, project manager at Dark Rhino, what is kind of your day-to-day? What does being a project manager entail for you? Well, for me, you know, it's just going through all of our clients, uh, making sure, you know, all the deliverables are met, uh, meet with the technical team on a daily basis, and the sales team for that matter. You know, we just kind of work together in tandem to make sure that things are, are being delivered on time, uh, making sure that our quality remains high. And uh, in doing so, we use many methods, and we'll talk about some of that today. Gotcha. Master delegator. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, master delegation. All right. That's what a so, PM does, right? Right, yeah. So part of your project management process is you're currently becoming Six Sigma. Is it certified, or you're getting a Six Sigma the technical term would be a certified Six Sigma black belt. Gotcha. You are yeah. becoming a certified Six Sigma black belt. That's correct. I don't have the slightest clue what that <laughs> means, so I'm hoping somebody who's listening also <laughs> doesn't, <laughs> and that you not, can shed some light on that for us. Not many people know what it is, so I'm, I'm <laughs> excited to talk about it, and uh, I'm nearing the end of my certification here, and I should okay, be an actual good. certified black belt here in the near future. Wow. All right. So just give me a quick breakdown of what what does that mean? Well, in Six Sigma, the technical name is Lean in Six Sigma. Okay. So let's start with Lean. So the Lean portion of Six Sigma is very straightforward and simple. It's all about reducing waste. Okay. All right. And another way to look at it would be getting from point A to point B in the most efficient way possible. Gotcha. I'll correlate that to what I do on a daily basis here at Dark Rhino. And as it pertains to cybersecurity specifically, I'll kind of give some details around that in a bit. The second side of Lean in Six Sigma is obviously the Six Sigma portion. Uh, Six Sigma in itself, that's a little bit more in-depth. Here we're getting into a lot of mathematical formulas and a lot of data analyzation, things like that. And we're taking this information and we apply it to all these different formulas and all these different types of charting principles, things of that nature. Okay. And uh, we're focused around reducing variance, right? A lot of this is centered around gotcha. like um, manufacturing industries, Okay. for example. Um, not all of this is extremely relevant to cybersecurity. Uh, cybersecurity in my world focuses a lot more on the lean aspects of the of the program. Gotcha. More but, than the uh, Six Sigma portion? Yeah, the Six Sigma portion, again, it's all about reducing variance. You know, uh, automobile industries, it started at Toyota. Oh, um, wow. That's who originally initiated all of this. And hmm. uh, what Toyota did is they needed a, a way to ensure that their quality coming off of their production lines was a little more consistent in their day-to-day process so that they were saving money down the road. And they came up with these formulas and everything to kind of put to the table and and reduce their uh, all their variance in their their manufacturing processes. Gotcha. So you're essentially kind of striving towards consistency and efficiency. Absolutely, speed and accuracy. That's speed what my, and accuracy. All right. That's what my instructor does. So even lean focuses on speed and accuracy, right? That's kind of the gist of everything Six Sigma. My instructor. I'm probably going to let him listen to this podcast. He's going to be <laughs> very happy that I mentioned this. All right, you get some extra credit. Yeah, yeah, extra credit. There you go. Yeah, speed and accuracy are the keys on both elements. Okay. So black belt is the certification. Are there belts that are there, you know, kind of lower certifications that lead up to black belt being the pinnacle or is it you're either Mm -hmm. six sigma black belt or just nothing? Yeah, certainly, Jake. Yeah. So I'm currently a green belt. Okay. Um, It starts at the yellow belt level. There are some kind of prereqs prior to the belt certification, right? 
But yellow belt is probably the most common. You okay. know, that's where uh, this entry level, that's all lean, all lean. Gotcha, focused. gotcha. Um, and when you first go to the course, they do this, uh, pretty much every yellow belt course does the, the typical, uh, it's a Lego example, mm. where you take these little Legos or blocks or whatever the heck you want to call them. And the, uh, the instructor will ask a group, they typically put you in groups of, you know, if you're in a big class, it could be 10, it could be two. And what they do, you could even do it single. And they ask you to take these blocks and they tell you to organize them in a certain way. Okay. Right? And then what you do with these, it's very eye-opening. And uh, almost everybody I've seen go through this when I assisted in the military with the teaching the Yellow Belt courses. I was not an instructor, but I assisted. Okay. And uh, when you saw people do this, we'd tell them to organize them in a very particular manner. They make it the first time. Then you tell them to go through again. And the Yellow Belts focus on, okay, now let's give you some more information the second go around. And then they see how they improve as time goes. And what they're doing is they're following a process here, which I'll get into in a minute. Okay. So that's all yellow belt. That's strictly lean. That's all that's really covered. The okay. green belt level, as a green belt, what they cover in that uh, course is going to be a lot of lean principles, but it's going to start to kind of bleed over into the Six Sigma side, you know, getting into the calculus, the mathematical equations. Gotcha. So it's basically going more in depth with lean and getting a little bit deeper dive into ways to deploy those methods rather than just knowing what they are, how to actually use them. Okay. And when to use them. The who, what, when, where, why kind of thing. Five yeah. W's, right? Yeah. And then um, it also gets into some of the mathematical stuff of Six Sigma. Then once you get up into the black belt, which is where I'm at now, um, that's all centered around Six Sigma for the most part. Uh, you need to know some lean to be able to do it. Okay. But um, it, it's knowing lean and black belt's kind of irrelevant. It's all calculus and math. And, you know, and there gotcha. is master black belt above that. There's higher level certifications okay. you can go for. But So it kind of starts only lean at the bottom. Level two is a mix of both, and then almost only Six Sigma at the top. That's pretty accurate. All yeah. right. Gotcha. Absolutely. And you said, so you did this a little bit in the military before. I didn't, you helped instructing and all that. I didn't, mm-hmm. I thought you had just uh, started this whole process now at Dark Rhino. <laughs> no, it actually began about six years ago for me. Wow. Um, I, when I first joined the Marine Corps in 2012, graduated boot camp, went through that whole process. And uh, once I finally got some time to breathe, right. I, was, uh, <laughs> I was sent to the, uh, the, the Yellow Belt course. And then I thrived in that, and uh, my job, it was necessary that I knew how to execute some basic Six Sigma principles to help process improvement, which is, again, what the whole Six Sigma methodology is centered around, is improving your processes and being as efficient and accurate as possible, speed gotcha. and accuracy. Yeah, speed You're and gonna accuracy. You're going to hear me say speed and accuracy many times. It all times. falls back to that. All right. All back to speed and accuracy. And again, Tracy, I know you're going to listen. There you go, buddy. <laughs> so... Um, I went on, got some education in it, and eventually became a green belt. I used that in the military for a couple projects. Okay. Um, we were able to deploy some new uh, new processes and some new uh, some new systems. Uh, one of which actually ended up going Marine Corps wide on a project that wow. I had initiated. That's pretty cool. Yeah, pretty cool stuff. Yeah, I've actually got. Uh, what did that uh, apply to? If it's not too top secret? No, no, it's not secret at all. Um, it was just a way for you know just kind of new methodology and new uh, process to manage ingoing, and, or excuse me, incoming and outgoing Marines. Oh, uh, gotcha. The military is constantly turning people over. You know, the, most of them are on four-year contracts. So every day you've got new new uh, military. I'll use Marines because I was in the Marine Corps. Yeah. Uh, you've got new Marines coming to the bases every day, and then you've got Marines who are coming to the end of their contracts that are being sent home. We're saying, hey, thank you for your service. Your four years are done. They elect they want to go on with other things in life. So we came out with a new system that would process their entitlements. They had financial entitlements. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times these entitlements would take several weeks to months to receive. 
and oh. we wanted to expedite that speed yeah, and accuracy, yeah. right? Um, another big issue was that a lot of times service members would be over or underpaid, which mm. is the accuracy element of it, right? Yeah. So we were trying to better serve them. Um, military is obviously a, a community. We want to make sure everybody's taken care of. And uh, by doing that, we developed a process that was able to expedite payments and ensure a little bit, little bit more accuracy around them so that Marines weren't given X amount of dollars only to find out, hey, we actually have to take some of this back after ah, they've gotcha. gone and blown it on a new Camaro. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that does seem to be the uh, most popular military car. As soon as you get home, you buy the Camaro or oh, the man. Dodge Charger. <laughs> yeah, funny story. I can't tell you how many times I've had Marines come up to me over the years and Sergeant Graham, I bought a new car. Yeah, what was that? Where'd you go? Oh, you know, the place right outside Camp Lejeune there, you know, the little car dealership. <laughs> What'd you buy? Well, I bought a Corvette. What's your interest rate? 30, 30%? Oh, what? man. Yeah, happens all the time. You get some, some financial yeah. literacy classes while you're uh, at base. <laughs> Given some lean principles. Right yeah, now. exactly. Yeah. Funny. Okay, so no longer in the military. You're now, thankfully, here with us at Dark Rhino. Absolutely. So... How have you started applying or what type of um, ways are you using the lean at Dark Rhino for your project management or for anything? Mm -hmm. So, again, Jake, any business thrives on speed and accuracy. Okay. That's one thing that can relate to any business of any industry, speed and accuracy. Okay. So here at Dark Rhino, what I like to do is apply mostly the lean principles. All right. So what I do is I look at our processes that we run on a daily basis, whether this be a, a sales cycle. Okay. Um, you know, acquiring business or uh, anything for actually closing the sale, everything going back to integrating technologies with customers, mostly around the technical pieces, right, of yeah. integration. Uh, that's pretty much all that I manage here. And when I look at things that we do, right, there's two overarching methodologies as a project manager, right? You've got waterfall and then you've got agile. Okay. Okay. And both of these can be integrated with Six Sigma. So once you define how you're going to run a project, Waterfall or Agile, it all kind of depends. You know, some pro pro projects, they, they kind of lean more towards a waterfall, a very step-by-step -step sequential approach. Gotcha. Where other projects call for a more Agile approach, right? Getting more speed involved, trying to get more done, you know, at once rather than step-by-step -step sequential. Okay. So once you determine what route you're going to take, and that's all open for debate, you know, we know what works for us best internally. Yeah. So, sorry to interrupt, Waterfall's a little bit more step one, step two, step three, step four, where Agile is a more if, if you can handle multiple things at once work on multiple at once exactly yeah okay. agile okay. is typically you know this is your scrum master a lot of people all know that term okay you know scrum masters you know this is where you're kind of assembling teams you're saying hey rather than doing just one technology in our world so let's say we have a a, a deal that's doing octa and checkpoint two of our big hitters that we sell right yep so rather than saying let's do octa then when octa is done then let's do checkpoint. That would be very waterfall based. Okay, right? gotcha. So now we can say, okay, let's do Okta. Then when we get to this point, we feel like we've got enough accomplished. Let's start integrating the checkpoint. Everything's kind of going right. in a tandem. Again, going back to speed, right? Yeah. Speed and accuracy. So within those, um, what I like to do here is kind of use lean principles and, and our projects here at Dark Rhino and any cybersecurity or software, IT, anything even close to our industry. Mm -hmm. This is very relevant and effective. What I like to do is I like to take the waterfall and the agile principles, find out what needs to be waterfall, you know, identify what needs to be yeah. very linear approached step by step so that we have the accuracy that we need. Right. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, apply all of that scrum master, all of that uh, agile process where we can 
so that we can then go in and get the speed element with it. Gotcha, and ensuring yeah. with the lean principles, right? The lean, I look at it. And lean, there's really no method to it. You know, it's a lot of it's pretty common sense. It's really okay. just looking at, at what you're doing and saying, are we getting to the, the end result as quickly and efficiently as possible? Right. Now, one very important element of this. And again, Tracy's going to be so proud of me. <laughs> this is something that I saw at first. I've heard of it before I went into the black belt course. I never used it, never deployed it, but it's incredibly useful. And it's an element of Six Sigma that is one of the most underrated things you could possibly do. Okay. okay? It's called a SIPOC. SIPOC. S-I-P-O-C. Okay. Okay. Is that an acronym for something? That is. I'm going to take you through it. Gotcha. So on a board, you would see SIPOC. And what that stands for, letter by letter, is source, input, process, output, and control. Okay. Okay. So, so you would typically start in that process column. So as a Six Sigma black belt, it's important to note that a black belt should be able to go into any business in any industry with zero knowledge of that business or that okay, industry. Gotcha. Right? You has, should be able to throw yeah. me in the most uncomfortable world I've ever been in. You're not supposed to be an expert in one field or one exactly. technology. Okay. Black belts are very universal. They can go anywhere. That's the whole gist of being a black belt. Okay. Right? And you would start in that process column. So as it relates to cybersecurity, if we have a process that typically leads to failure or typically doesn't yield 100% accuracy, right? Or we're not getting the speed, okay? So not every process is broken, all Okay. Right? So we start in that process column on the P. That's where you begin, all right? And what we're going to do is I'm just going to ask the team, what's our process? What do we do? How do we get from here to here? Yeah. Right? And then in between, you'll start to annotate all the steps. And then you're going to move over to the inputs column, right? So source inputs, right? You're going to start to identify your inputs and your outputs. Okay. And there's, there is a, a more of a method to doing this, right? You kind of jump around the SIPOC format to kind of get to these results. Don't but start at S and go straight through. You start in the middle. Start and Start at move the process. Okay. Always, always start at the process, right? Uh, but then you're okay. going to move to the outputs. Okay. So process step one is this. Okay. What does that yield? What does that give us? Yeah. Okay. And then we're going to move over to the inputs. Once we have all those identified, where do we, you know, uh, who has a say in this? Yeah. You know, what, what do we need to make this process step happen? Then we move over to the source. The source is going to tell us where do we get it? Who gives it to me? What, what do I need to get the input to create the process? Right, right. Right? So, and then the end state being... So almost every aspect of a, a process or like a, a business function, essentially. Absolutely, man. Yep. And then eventually you work your way all the way over to that C column which is your customer, yep. right? And then that's where you identify who you're serving. Who are you doing this for? Okay. Right? Who are you trying to please, right? And then within Six Sigma, it's what they call DMAIC, all right? And this is the whole gist. So when we go through a project, first thing you have to do is define it, Okay. right? You define your project, what you're trying to do. Then you're going to measure it, all right? Then you measure in many ways, speed and accuracy being the most common measurement. Again, that's so important. The most relevant parts of the measurement. Right? How do we know we did a good job, right? Right. Were we efficient with our time? What are, or are we yeah. accurate? What metrics are you using to mm -hmm. evaluate? Yep. And then when I start to look at our pro our processes internally, the third step of DMAIC is A, analyze, right? Okay. We're going to take all that information that we've done with previous projects and we're going to analyze it. We're going to see where we fell short, right? What happened with uh, this process? Why is this not giving us what we want? Why are customers typically unhappy with this? Yeah. We analyze that data, right? A lot more goes into that. We're getting into the mathematical formulas. You know, all the things that can truly show us gotcha. and pinpoint. Gotcha. Kind of finding bottlenecks or things that slow the process down or commonly fail. Absolutely. Okay. That's exactly what we're doing. 
Then when we get to the I, that's the improve phase. Define, measure, analyze, improve, right? So once we've defined it, measured it, analyzed it, now we can start to improve that process, right? We can get the wheels turning. What can we do to fix this? And again, the mathematical formulas in manufacturing industries like that, they're gonna give hard, tangible, here's your problem, do this, this is what needs to happen. Cybersecurity, not so much because we're not producing anything. You know, there's no tangible, you know, piece of metal coming gotcha, off right, the line, right. right? But it still applies because we're improving it. We're just taking a slightly altered approach to it, right? And then finally, control. Once you've improved it and you've gotten it to where you want it, in Six Sigma, they're going to call this the upper and lower control limit, right? Okay. And there is a mathematical way. And it's very accurate. Again, the automobile industry, just as the primary example I'll use, they use this, you know, religiously. Okay. And those control limits say, okay, if we get something that comes off the line, this piece for a motor, if it's within this range, it's good. But anything outside those spec limits, upper and lower yep. control limits, right? Spec limits, control limits, whatever you want to call them, that's obviously a defective unit. Kind right? of like a margin of error. Right. So as it relates to cybersecurity, is our customer happy? Well, yes. Okay, good. So we're within the limit, right? right? We right. did a good job. We met all the deliverables. Here is the timeline we originally presented them with. Here's when we finished it. Everything was finished within what we originally told them we would finish it. There were no hiccups. We did a good job. Sometimes, as we all know, you might have that hiccup where it comes in and says, you know what? We missed the mark a little bit right here. Or the customer changed scope on us. You know, we had hiccups. Okay, how do we prevent that from happening again in the future? Did we overlook a, a scoping step? Did we not identify something pertinent to the project this time? And then as we get into that improve phase, as we identify that, right. we improve the process so that ultimately our next project with this unit or whatever we're delivering is within that spec limit. Goes slightly smoother and then the next one slightly smoother until you end up having a perfect process in place. Yeah, and again, Jake, I, so many people see Six Sigma and when you start applying the mathematical formulas, it, it is, it is a little above and beyond for a lot of people, you know, not, not to say people can't <laughs> heavy algebra. It, yeah. It's heavy. It's, it's, it's calculus, you know, it's putting yeah. things in the formulas and you gotta be smart, man. You know, <laughs> I, I don't know how I'm getting through it, but you know, but sometimes it's also nice. And, and I've also learned this too, with six Sigma. Sometimes it's nice to kind of step back just a little bit, right. And just go to the roots of it. Okay. What's the gist of six Sigma process improvement, right? Yep. Speed so, and accuracy. Speed and accuracy. It all comes back to speed and accuracy, man. How do we know we did a good job? Did we deliver it on time? Were we accurate? Yeah. That's all it is, man. And if you look at it from that element as a cybersecurity industry, money, man. Right. Yep. Gotcha. Okay, so you said you're almost done with your black belt certification. So at that point, what's you know what's next? Once you're certified, what's the next move? Well, that's pretty much it. I might go for my master black. Um, okay. But as far as my next move with Six Sigma, it's just going to be deploying it here where it's I can. Gonna, yeah, start yep. implementing at Dark Rhino and across yep. the board as much as you can. Again, focused on lean. Yep. You know, I'll use the Six Sigma where it's applicable, but just use those lean processes to keep driving us forward, man. We've made a lot of progress. Yeah. Processes are getting stronger. We are, we are developing a lot of new processes, improving those that are already existent. And again, when you look at these processes, they may not be broken. Right. But you can always try to improve your speed and accuracy. Right. Right. So even if it's working to what you deem is fine right now, you could still take a second look at it and say, well, I mean, we're doing all right with this, but we could probably do it a day quicker or we could probably 
have better results in this direction. Right. And you know, when we start talking about the dark round of difference, things yeah. like that, right? What we can do here is we can say, okay, we're meeting the goals with this particular, you know, we sell a lot of this product, yeah. right? Product A. We're meeting the goals. We're meeting customer satisfaction. We're doing good. Okay, let's take that one step farther and right. now go above the bar, man. Get it above the bar and come up with a new process where we can get things done even sooner with even more accuracy so that our customer has more time at the end to ask the questions and do the things that you know, they want to get to that aren't necessarily part of the project and really deliver at that world-class level. Gotcha. What would you say you think slows down an implementation the most? Let's say, let's say we sell a product between that point and your timeline of when it should be done. What do you think kind of interferes with that? Mm -hmm. A lot of that's going to go back, and, and not to point fingers, but a lot of times <laughs> that goes back to the customer. Okay. You know, because there's a lot of time there's scope creep, right? Scope yep. creep happens, and it, it happens on both sides. You know, you see it from Define the customer. Define that scope creep for me real quick. So uh, spec limits, right? Back to the whole spec limit conversation I had a minute ago. Yep. A project has a certain range of things that can be done, and then there's identified things that simply can't be done. Right. Sometimes we run into issues with a project where the customer wants something to be attacked and something done, but that wasn't originally part of the project. Gotcha. See where I'm going? They kind of start going out of scope. and That kind of goes out of scope, and then sometimes we have to take a minute. We have to step back. We have to breathe. We have to collect that information. We have to make sure it is, in fact, out of scope, and then that can kind of sidecar things and put things off the timeline a little bit. But other things, too. You know, um, there's always, you know, the typical things in cybersecurity that I've, I've kind of learned over the yeah. last couple of years. You know, little things like... Uh, uh, you know, does the customer have everything prepared? You know, are they ready? You know, they might tell us, hey, we want to start March 1st. Yeah. You know, just as a random date, you know. So I want to start on March 1st. And they may realize, oh, well, we weren't able to get the, you know, everything prepared, you know. And By March 1st, sidecar yeah. Things. And, con you know, back on us, you know, there's some things, too, where we want to deliver at that highest level possible. So things that can sidecar things a little bit for us is, you know, there's oftentimes where we need to take the ample time to make sure that we test and that we are thoroughly prepared to integrate so that we give you that 100% deliverable. Gotcha. You're not getting like a halfway completed right. yep. implementation. It goes both ways, man. It's, it's a yeah. really hard question to answer and it checks and balances. Right? Yeah. Well, I think that's about all we need from you today. But Jordan, I appreciate you taking some time out of your, I'm sure, busy schedule. This is probably not the most fast and accurate way to spend your afternoon, <laughs> but I appreciate you taking the time out. Thank you for joining us. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. And uh, have me on again. This oh, is yeah, fun, for man. sure. Yeah, we'll do another yeah, one. We'll talk some more stuff. And as I get some more knowledge, we'll go. But for now, I'm going to go run some speed and accuracy formulas and <laughs> see if I can improve us farther. All right. Sounds good. Thanks, man. Well, thanks again for joining us. And as always, subscribe and check us out at darkrhinosecurity.com.